Somebody date us cause we're getting really lonely Is it our personalities where we just had the homely? You swipe left then I swipe right Sitting on my couch at night Hoping that I get a match only to be ghosted fast When you're the only one still single Hey baby, can I get your number? Um, no So you write this stupid jingle To say somebody please date us Mice they feel like they're steaming. <laughs> I'm just like, really? Like I, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a little stoned, so I was like, wow, what? Why are they steaming? Like I was a little concerned. I just love that she's compelled to say to say something like every time. Yeah, I know. I'm like, I need to say something. It's like our favorite thing to say. I know. I want a shirt that says that. Mics are hot. People are like, what the fuck is that about? We have like, so many shirt ideas, though. There's also words are hard. <laughs> yeah, we had like a whole list for a while that we were had going. We're like, this will be our future swag. And Here's like, the thing. We have no money. <laughs> so You know what I mean? Like, yeah. well, those are things I say a lot. So who the fuck am I? <laughs> things like that. Yeah. So embarrassing. We should get shirts made that are like... um for the people that we put in the dating hall of shame, it's like we're like an inductee. <laughs> is that what they're called? And then we send them to them. <laughs> yes. We're just gonna get this just random shirt. Like, <laughs> just kidding. That would be a big ass like, move. <laughs> I'm just gonna say, if like we ever get like a shit ton of money one day, like that's a funny, fun thing that's to do. Funny. Oh yeah. So, like, I get like a box with like like uh, free date code. <laughs> dating profile <laughs> tips like because that, that would build a community yeah yeah I'm here for it sponsors <laughs> if you're listening <laughs> message us all right Maybe guys I mean I. <laughs> <laughs> welcome back to another episode of somebody date us it's a sal it's carly it's lauren it's mike and i want to know a sal why you should be single this week Okay, so you know how, like, when you have, like, a bottle of shampoo or, like, a bottle of conditioner or even, like, makeup that comes in tubes, like, plastic containers, and then you think it's done, so you, like, have it upside down in the shower for a bit and just yes. make sure yeah. you get the last bit mm-hmm. of it. So what I do... Who's doing that right now. So what I do, um, it's kind of weird, I don't know if anyone else does this, but... Um, I like get some scissors and I cut the t- bottle in half. Oh shit! And there's actually so much shit still in there, and it's I scoop it out. And I like with if it's like a makeup tube, I'll like put it in a little smaller container. Like I have little glass jars mm-hmm. and stuff, and there's actually like months worth like still in there. <gasps> See so with shampoo and stuff. So like I cut it open, scoop it all out. Well, it's my weird and like in my shower there's like just like containers cut, cut in half, <laughs> but it's worth it. Who lives so here, Edward Scissorhands? I- <laughs> I love that for makeup, but I've literally used the same shampoo bottle and conditioner bottle and refill them. Yes, I know. But you that would that, still, you would tough. never like throw out contents because I never throw the bottles out. So yeah. I guess you're still kind of getting everything out yeah. of it. Yeah. Yeah. That's smart. But I do that. And um, yeah, I think it's like a little bit weird, but. Um. <laughs> no, I love that. That's a hot tip. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It is a hot tip. Carly, what about you? Um, okay, so I should be single this week because I, like, I know I'm, like, 
I can be extra sometimes, but this weekend I got stung by a bee for the first time. Well, wasp, I should say, since I was like 10. Okay. So I've successfully gone like 20 years without getting a bee sting, right? Fuck 2020. And (laughs) um, yeah, I got stung twice actually on separate days. So this is- Oh my gosh. my weekend. Weird. What the fuck? Like, how dare they? I hate wasps and I want them all to die. Um, But anyway, so one stung me on- my knee and I hadn't been stung and I'm such a hypochondriac like you guys know like I don't eat things with peanuts in them I don't have a peanut allergy but just in case I don't eat anything with peanuts okay first of all okay that's I, I've said enough that's probably yeah, why I'm like that's a good yeah. reason to be single but so my thing is I got stung and immediately I was like <sighs> and I'm like I'm like Every, my throat's closing and my tongue <laughs> is swelling. Breathe. Like I'm like my heartbeat. Oh my God. And I was like immediately. And here's the thing. I also smoked a joint like maybe 20 minutes prior. Oh. So I was like, just like getting like getting to that level where I was like, woo. And then it's so, like, I felt everything more. And then I was tripping. Cause I'm like, I'm like, Oh fuck. Like imagine like I, I, I die and I look like this. Like I was like, I was like outside working all day and I was like, oh my God, I haven't showered. I'm like, oh no. So like that's the, those are the things that were going through my head. Um, and I was like so scared. I'm like, we should go to the hospital. Like, whoo, my sister like talked me out of it. And I literally like waited for an hour before I like felt okay to like move on with my life. Then I got stung the second day. Um, <laughs> and it stung me like lower armpit side boob. It got wow. in my sports bra. Okay. I was wearing a sports oh. bra. I was wearing a tank top. And like a muscle shirt and then I was wearing like a puffy vest on top and the bee somehow got in my bra oh, no. it stung me and I felt it like because I was just like that that's a familiar sting I can't believe that happened and luckily my family like my dad my grandpa my brother-in-law they were out like buying like supplies we were building a deck and my sister and I were the only ones at the house and I ran in I ripped off my clothes and I was topless and I'm like oh my god oh my god there's a stinger and there was a stinger like it was still in me mm-hmm. and then I looked and the fucking wasp was still attached was on me oh, oh my fun. god guys I lost my shit luckily and Katie was like she wouldn't wipe it off with her fingers she had to go get a paper towel and here I am freaking out <laughs> yeah like, come on like, I don't care because like, I couldn't back, see <laughs> and I don't want to like rip it like I don't want to whatever right yeah I yeah. touched in the wrong spot Ooh. so anyway but guys I was That's so dramatic. dramatic about it no though like I was like on the couch and I was like like I was just like everyone was like surrounding me they're like are you gonna be okay and I was like shaking so much but I was also like like I said I was paranoid because I was a little stoned and then and I just like I was like laying on the couch and they're like you shouldn't be elevating it and it was getting so big and I took so many pictures of it and I was googling all my (laughs) symptoms I was like I'm like I had a text ready to send to like a few of my loved ones I'm like just in case like I was so dramatic about it and my you didn't die I think fucking god (laughs) I like got stung by one like recent not recently but like in the last couple years and I hadn't been for a long time either and I was like frick I forgot how much this hurts like no wonder I was like so dramatic as a child well be careful apparently they're out in full force ever oh and they're so itchy now never they get itchy after now yeah. now they're just itchy also like mosquitoes don't really bite me either so it might be just my blood type wow that's know. incredible yeah, mosquitoes like i get like one or two yeah, that, that, that is a thing with but. mosquitoes i don't know if it's the same with bees or um wasps but yeah whatever the audacity i saw its little yeah. fucking ass like with its stinger poke right into my <laughs> yeah, legs too. And i was like I'm like you dick anyway so that's why i should be single i'm so fucking dramatic oh. Well, RIP to the bees that died. That's not you. No, fuck that. Like, honestly, <laughs> I wanted, deserve I wanted to put them on needles and light them on fire and stick them around the, oh the table. Oh, my God. Okay, oh, if you would have done that, I would have been concerned. 
<laughs> that is some psycho shit, right? No, well, I wanted to. Team people, I'm with you. I wanted to show them, hey, you, you know, you, you fuck, you fuck with me, I fuck yeah. with you. Yeah, I that's fair. Wasps, you know. Show them what will happen. Get. Yeah. All right, Lauren. Why should you be single? Um. Okay, I should be single because so I am like a clean freak, and. Arnold is, like, clean. Like, if you looked at his apartment, you walked in his apartment, you're like, his apartment's clean. But when you start to look a little closer, like I do, I'm like, when was the last time you cleaned that? And no, now, most of the time, I don't say anything. He does live with a roommate, so it's like a joint thing. But I was at his house one weekend recently, and so I don't know who installed this in an apartment because it's the stupidest design feature, but they install, they have, like, a mirror, like, the backsplash in the kitchen is a mirror, which is the worst thing ever. So everything from the stove, everything from the sink splashes up, but it's so dumb. And like, obviously it's not their fault. It would get dirty so quickly, but it was like so dirty. I'm like, listen, I just have like a question to ask you. Like, would you happen to have Windex? And he's like, why? I'm like, I just like, I would really like, I know it's not your fault. I just would really like to like wipe this down. It would give me so much satisfaction. And then it really benefits you because I'm cleaning your house for you. And he, he's like, I'm not giving you Windex. Like you're going to do it wrong. And I'm like, I know I'm not Windex. And I'm like, I know how to use it. It's fine. And so he was like going downstairs, to like pick up a package from his concierge. I'm like, um, like, where would I find Windex if you, like, had it? And he's like, okay, here. But, like, this is how you have to do it. And I was like, okay, fine. Like, it gave me so much joy. And I was like, I... <laughs> he had a specific way to clean well, it? Well, it was just... I, he thinks I would just, like, take it and spray it on the mirror, which he had a bunch of clean dishes that were there. Oh. So, like, he, I think he just thought, like, I would get Windex all over the clean dishes. I don't know. Uh-huh. So he's like, you just need to put it on the thing. Little does he know when he, like, left, I did do that, but not... I didn't get it on the clean dishes. I'm like, I know to not spray it onto the dishes. Yeah. Like... That's but, I did. Um, but I did. Yeah, I did do it. No. Um, yeah. So, so then, like, I noticed, I noticed something else too in his like bathroom that just like did a good dusting. And so I was like sitting on the toilet, and I'm like, it's like this little glass shelf that's like right under his mirror, and I just like took a Kleenex and just like kind of like went whoop and like wiped it off. Obviously, it wasn't perfectly clean, but I'm like, you probably won't even notice I did this. But like, I literally do that every time I go <laughs> to JB's house. Like, I literally, I like, yeah, there's always something I clean. Right? <laughs> Especially his roommate. His roommate's going to come back to me and say, she's fucking cleaning shit. What, she's going to move in now? <laughs> you know, they should appreciate that. They do. You know what? Like, when JB um, and I and his friend went to the cottage a couple weeks mm-hmm. ago, um, his friend was like, yo, it's so great having your girlfriend here. Like, she's always cleaning. And like, I was like, yeah, and I enjoy cleaning too. So like, I'd actually bring. Yeah, so much it, joy I, I like it. It's so satisfying, especially when something's like really dirty. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like this backsplash. But and it's nice being um, alone too. <laughs> like no one around to bother you. Yeah, true. <laughs> That's true. Yeah, I'm sure it's. Yeah. I'm so antisocial. I'm sorry. I, also, I, mean, I, I love how much of a child his roommate is. It's just like it's good to have her around because she cleans. It's like you're a grown ass man. <laughs> They appreciate the help, you know? <laughs> um, Mike, why should you be single? Uh, really short. I should be single because I recently just ordered a, a box of, like, 
60 little packets of Welch's fruit snacks. Ooh, I love and I, uh, Exactly. They're delicious. Okay. I don't want to share them. I was so, going to say, why don't you bring us any? Exactly. No, you have to come by my place in order to get them. I don't walk around with them. I don't bring around travel samplers. But, so uh, that's part of the reason why I'm single, because I wouldn't want to have a significant other to eat them all. Before that's fair. You want them all for I yourself. wouldn't want to share that either. Yeah, right now. When the box is done, then I'll look for love. But Carly, did you get any when you were at Mike's house? Yeah, I ate like two or three. <laughs> I ate like two or three packs. They were fucking awesome. But he was like, oh, yo, help yourself. And I was like, fuck yeah. I'm like, you only have 60. Why not? <laughs> Where did you order them from? Amazon. <laughs> What a good Amazon purchase. Yeah, exactly. Nice. Literally, like you, I heard it like hit the door, and it was pretty weighty too. And I was like, "Ooh, this is the gummies." That's so funny, <laughs> but so great. I love yeah. that. I'm here for that. It's on sale, so you can take a look. If only you shared them, you probably wouldn't be single. People would be like, oh my god, this guy carries Welch's fruit snacks with him everywhere he goes. He carries them with his Yeah, <laughs> I need to creepy. date him. The dude who walks around with Welch's. It's like a mom that exactly. only has snacks in her pocket. Yeah. Like, Do what makes me feel better? <laughs> that would actually be like the dream. Like, I wish that Artem would carry snacks for me for whenever I get hungry. Yeah. He should get on that. Yeah, I'm going to let yeah. him know. <laughs> he should know your love language by now. Snacks. Yeah. Snacks. <laughs> okay, guys. So this week, we're chatting with special guest Kasha, also known as Caitlin Ross. Roberts, a certified holistic sex educator, certified somatic sex educator, and intern surrogate partner based out, out of Victoria, BC. Mm-hmm. Caitlin works with clients to somatically coach them into deepening their pleasure, enhancing or accessing arousal, and expanding bodily awareness. We had such a great time talking to Kasha, learning about what somatic, what, what somatic anything actually yeah, I meant. No I had no idea. And I was like, I had to like Google it, not gonna lie, before oh, the episode. Yeah. Oh, and it was like too. body, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, okay, thank God. Um, because I couldn't go in completely, you know. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. So, but it was great. We learned a lot. Mm-hmm. I can see so many people benefiting from this. Uh, so without further ado, please welcome our special guest, Kasha. Are you <laughs> Thank you so much for joining us today. We're super excited to have you here. Uh, so to kick things off, why don't you tell us and some of our listeners a little bit about yourself? Oh, goodness. A little bit about myself. So um, I strongly identify with my chosen career path, which is not something I think everyone can say, but I'm a somatic sex educator. And if you had asked me when I was like 10, what I wanted to be when I grew up, this would be it. But I had no idea that it existed. So it's really kind of a cool feeling to like have fallen into something that I would have been like, yeah, I want to do that. That's the thing. So thematic sex education is something that I like journeyed towards in a desire to become a sex educator at a really young age, I was just really interested in sexuality and sex and like uh, the arrows, like just erotic energy it was so compelling and no one was talking about it. So I kind of like followed the breadcrumbs and eventually started doing body pride workshops, which were like nude gatherings where people could just be naked together. And then I started a porn company and then I started doing like hosting workshops at Oasis Aqua Lounge and like everything just kept unfolding. And eventually I became, <clears throat> I went to do my um, holistic sex educator certification training, which is just like, you know, reading the books, learning the things, writing the essays. And it was really great. I was like, oh my God, I can't believe something like this exists. I can become a professional sex educator. 
And then after that training, I was like, oh, oh we lost your sound. Oh, you lost? Oh, oh, I touched my computer. <laughs> <laughs> okay, the joy of Zoom. <laughs> Won't touch my computer. <laughs> People were coming to me and talking to me about the issues that they were having and things that they wanted to learn. And all I wanted to do was like reach across the table and touch them. But I was talking to my, my supervisor at the time, getting my certification. And she was like, don't do that. That's a bad <laughs> idea. You really should get trained in that first there are people who've been doing this already, just go receive some training. And I was like, noted, okay, thank you. And so I went and did back to back my partner surrogate therapy training, which is its own can of worms and super interesting. And then following that sexological bodywork training, which is also known as somatic sex education. So <laughs> both of those things kind of acknowledge the genitals in body work, which is essentially you go get a massage and they kind of touch your whole body, massage your whole body, tend to your body, except ignore the erotic bits, your breasts, your genitals, your butthole. And when you're talking about sexuality and you're working with people around sexuality, it's kind of really important to acknowledge those parts of our bodies. So in somatic sex education, someone might come who's had some sexual trauma mm -hmm. and Trauma lives in the body, we know that now, but trauma therapists don't touch people's genitals. So somatic sex education is a really unique and inspiring and interesting way to work with people's bodies in a really edgy, risky, beautiful container that kind of just brings them all to the space. Like you can be naked, you can get on the table, we'll do body work and it's all one way. So I'm there fully clothed. I show up as a practitioner. I'm wearing gloves. It's like beautiful professional space. And you just get to like put all your cards on the table. What's real for you? What's happening in your sexuality? And it's like the coolest job in the world. I love it so much. Like that sounds so unique and more unique than any other, I think, profession I've ever heard of. And you sound so passionate about it. And you have the biggest smile on your face. So our <laughs> listeners, you can't see it, but she is very happy. <laughs> yeah, here, so you can hear the passion in your voice. And that's, that's really amazing. That's really cool. So yeah. you're a certified holistic sex educator, um, a certified somatic sex educator, and you touched on intern, um, the surrogate partner. And you said there's a whole other can of worms. And I'm sure you could probably go off on that, but I'm so interested. So what, what is that exactly? If you feel like talking about that a bit too. Totally. It's a really, it's, it's really cool. So it's based off um, Masters and Johnson, who did a bunch of research in the 70s around helping married couples move through sexual issues in their relationship. And they worked with a bunch of sex workers who essentially guided them through like steps of how you could start to build intimacy and touch tools in a like a really specific container. And they had so much success with this program and the couples that they were working with, it was like an 80% success rate that it's become like approved by therapists that you can get referred to a surrogate partner by a therapist, which is a huge deal. Um, and the difference between, so, they had a bunch of single men coming forward. They were like, okay, but I don't have a partner to do these steps with. 
hence the surrogate partner. So you have someone who's trained to kind of fulfill the steps with the person so that they go through these motions of like, how do you actually have a relationship? What is intimacy? How do you touch someone? How do you be present with another person's body? And so it's like a very specific step-by-step -step process that you go through in a container where it's a triadic model. So you're always working with a therapist, a client, and the surrogate, and everyone knows what everyone's doing. So huh. it's, it's really cool. The difference is mutuality. So in somatic sex education, it's only me touching a client. In surrogate partner therapy, the client's also touching me. So it's a much different navigation. It's like we're actually in a relationship. Mm -hmm. So when you say touching, what does that look like? Like, what does a session with you look like? Is it typically like an hour long or like, like what can people expect when they go into in, an appointment or a session? I don't know what it's called, but <laughs> when they do that with you. Yeah, sessions, the term I use. I like the word session. Um, my sessions are an hour and a half long and I am very clear with people coming in. I, I kind of present to them the unfolding options and like what could be at the end for them, which is essentially like erotic massage. That's what I'm trained to do is erotic massage. But before we get there, there's a bunch of different steps in between. So the first session, I don't even touch the person coming in. We just talk. We talk about why they're there, what they're wanting, where they're wanting to go. And then we talk about consent and there's something called the wheel of consent by Dr. Betty Martin. Yeah. If you're familiar or not really, really handy tool for navigating touch. And so we build a familiar language between each other so that our bodies can trust each other. That when I say something that they know what I mean, and when they say something or ask for something, I know what they mean and hearing someone's no and getting someone to be really, really clear in their no is like, the most important part of this work. Because if a client can't say no to me, then I can't trust them to go further than that. Mm -hmm. So it's building a relationship where their bodies know that they're safe enough to be like, no, I can't do that. Mm -hmm. Which is just like, thank you. Thank you so much for telling me that because now we can take a step backwards and work with your nervous system. And so what are some reasons someone, like you said, your first session could just be talking and getting to know why they're there. Like, what are some reasons people come see you? So many. Um, so I've been getting a lot of non-binary queer clients recently, which I love because it's such a unique, um, such a unique way to work with like a person's body who doesn't identify with a certain gender in any particular way. It's just like really beautifully non-boxed. Mm -hmm. um, but a lot of people come who've had uh, emotional or sexual trauma in their past and they're looking to work through it and talk therapy or somatic therapy hasn't worked. Like they need someone to put hands on their body and touch them in specific ways to learn what consent actually feels like just to have that like presence and witness there for those specific experiences. Um, and then inability to feel pleasure is anhedonia or uh, vaginismus or vulvodynia's pain that you might be experiencing. Um, and then a lot of the times for men, it's premature ejaculation or delayed ejaculation or inability to like hold on to arousal. Mm -hmm. It's like an array of different options. Sometimes it's just like 
I've never given myself the time or experiences of being in pleasure. And I'm at that point in my life now where I just, I need to give that to myself. Hmm. Yeah. So different, many different things. So many different. So you have people who will maybe come to you because um, they have these, like, um, I don't want to call them problems or anything or, but uh, there's something and they're like, I don't know. I've tried everything and I, I don't know what else to do. So how does somebody, and I think you might've touched on it a little bit, but how does, how do people find out about this? Because really it wasn't until we started looking into um, some guests that we even discovered what you did as a profession. So it's something that I think would be so amazing just hearing all about it, especially for, like you said, uh, for survivors or, you know, um, you know, even just like introducing people who might not be comfortable with their body or their sexuality and giving them that opportunity to not experiment, but educate themselves and learn a little bit more about what that might look like for them. Um, and you know, with like a surrogate partner, for instance. So are your services, um, referred, do you get referred by, you know, doctors or how would somebody be able to find out about the work that you do? To be referred by a doctor would be a very amazing thing. (laughs) I would be very impressed if that happened. Um, I think I've heard one story from a urologist who maybe referred a client to go see a sexological body worker um, because they were having trouble experiencing pleasure after something to do with a urology procedure. But otherwise, it's... Um, pretty progressive therapists will usually refer out, um, in the States, it's a pretty big gray legal area still. Mm. So there's not a lot of referral there happening. We're going through a lot of, um, like movement towards making that happen, but it's a very slow process. It's kind of like the borderline of sex work becoming decriminalized, Yeah, it's like right off the edge. Um, And then a lot of people actually will refer having come to me and then tell their friends and I get people from that coming in too. So it's just really cool. I don't know. People just seem to come to me. People Google sex therapy and I think it comes up or the city they're living in. Yeah. Yeah. There's a website too. Um, I'm a board member of the Association of Sexological Body Workers, and there's a website for that where you can go and find practitioners globally. Awesome. So I'm curious. So say I come to you with, I don't know, say I can't experience pleasure or I'm having issues experience pleasure. So you mentioned like the first session would be um, like just talking through like where that might come from and whatnot and what I'm comfortable with. What would those sessions look like afterwards? And then like, how long does someone usually work with you for? Great question. Um, so if you're having trouble experiencing pleasure, there's a block happening. And it's the first thing is to figure out if that block is actually something I can help with, or if it's like physiological, maybe there's nerve damage and that's not something that I am capable mm-hmm. of fixing. Um, but most of the time it's, psychological there's psychological blocks in the way and that's kind of where um presence comes in and titration titration is the idea of going really slowly bit by bit so as we start by um attached to the wheel of consent there's a game called the three minute game which is just um an exchange of touching each other's hands and 
um, intentional ways, varied intentional ways. And so the hands are really, they're not very high risk, right? We're, we use our hands every day, all the time in different ways or shake hands, not so much anymore. <laughs> like we use our hands to engage and interact with people. So to come in and touch me, who's essentially a stranger and we touch each other's hands is a way to like just make contact and like be like, okay, that was a safe experience. I had one safe experience where I was present and experiencing pleasurable sensations in my hand. And that's really great. That's what we want to do. We want to give your body experiences of feeling present and safe and pleasure in your body. And so after hands, we would move to um, something called a bossy massage where you're still fully clothed. Maybe we're sectioning off your body. Maybe it's your arms or your legs or your face. And you tell me exactly how you want to be touched on that part of your body for a specific amount of time. So there's no one else there that you have to tend to or worry about. It's only your specific experience. And what happens when someone asks you, how would you like to be touched? So many people are like, I don't know. <laughs> I was gonna say, yeah, that sounds intimidating to be yeah. like, okay, touch my arm this way. Like, <laughs> exactly, yeah. And it is, but when you think about it, when we bring it down to sex, when you're in the middle of an erotic experience with another person, accessing that tool in that moment is impossible if you can't do it in a non-erotically charged space where there's no, no genital stuff happening, you're not naked, you're just clothed in a room and your arm's being touched. So how do we access like, oh, how do I want my arm touched? So just being in that and like, waiting to see what happens in that space is so unique and beautiful and then once that happens you have that experience like okay i found something i wanted i asked for it i got it and i could make it stop when i wanted it to so it's like a little bit when we break down the sexual experience that happens when we just like oh i'm gonna go have sex with somebody or a partner what do we break it down into how do we make it into small enough segments that we can manage them bit by bit. So we do um, a body image exercise where you stand fully nude in front of a mirror or to whatever degree of naked you're comfortable with. And you just talk about your body for 30 minutes. And I'm there witnessing. That's it. I just listen. And you That's a lot to ask for. <laughs> <laughs> I know. That's me. Yeah. You're so, but yeah. <laughs> But a lot of people never do that. A lot of people don't spend 30 minutes looking at themselves in a mirror, let alone talking about their body and the that it's been through. Mm -hmm. So it's like, it can be really impactful just to do a simple thing like that. So what does the massage look like when your client is fully nude and you get to the genital areas? Like what, how does, what does the massage look Fast like? Fast talking, we got, we went through consent and now. Yeah, we got through clothes. <laughs> Now what? Sounds <laughs> <laughs> <was> like what? Richardson got past nostalgia. Good. So this is so it will vary between between practitioners, but um, in the same way that you get naked in front of mirror and talk about your body, we do the same thing with your genitals. Okay. So I don't actually touch anyone's genitals before you have like, show me your genitals. Talk to me. What are your, like, what's your relationship with your genitals? Like, have you ever looked at yourself before? How do you experience pleasure? 
Do you know your anatomy? Do you know where you like to be touched on your anatomy? So we do a bit of like a little sex education lesson where clients are either spread eagle on my couch and just like walking me through like, oh yeah, this is my vulva. I've never looked at it before. This is the first time. Or I've looked at it many times. I'm very comfortable with it. I like this. I like that, et cetera, et cetera. And then we move towards doing vulva mapping or penis mapping, depending on what kind of genitals a person Please has. Please explain. Just mapping. I'm like, what? Yeah. <laughs> what is that? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Great. <laughs> well, like, we, we really don't know anything. <laughs> this is great. We're learning so much already. <laughs> I love this stuff. It's amazing. <laughs> Wait till I tell you what I did this morning. <laughs> <laughs> so genital mapping is the idea that when... Um, we're interacting with our own bodies or someone else's that there are like really specific things and ways that we touch ourselves. And when we find something that works, we usually just do that over and over and over and over again. Totally. And so, <laughs> so when we, we break it down and we like, okay, well, the outer labia, if you like sat there and like hold on your outer labia or massage them or like have you ever tickled your inguinal crease which is that line that runs from the bottom of your bum cheek all the way around to your hips and like how do we start to slow down and just like touch ourselves slowly differently in like different ways how do we find other areas of pleasure in your genitals that aren't just your go-to's and when we do that we're expanding our pleasure portfolio so if you think about whatever your masturbation pattern is, how the wiring in your body just gets like reset over and over again, that line, that pattern over and over again up to your brain. And when you branch it out, you're creating new neurological pathways for pleasure. So you're increasing your capacity to feel more. Wow. Makes a lot of sense. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it really does. So I have a question though. So um, have you ever worked with anybody? So you touched on um, maybe people that might have, you know, like nerve damage or like physiological, you know, issues. Um, Do you ever, or have you ever worked with clients or do you plan on working with clients in the future that um, maybe their genitals, um, maybe they no longer have feeling there. They don't work as they once used to. Maybe they never did. Um, Are you seeing any clients like that where, um, you know, maybe, because I have, I have read articles and I've seen a few videos about, you know, like um, these, like, I think erogenous zones, is that correct? Like just using different parts of your body. So I think somebody, it was like here, like this area, like really did it for him. And he was um, a paraplegic. Um, Do you work with clients like that? Or is that something you're planning on doing? I have not currently worked with any paraplegics yet, nor anyone who's like completely lost sensation in their genitals, but Mm -hmm. I'm so so open to it. It's like, Absolutely. Yeah. Um, a lot of the time, I have many, many clients who come in with a lot of numbness, genital numbness. And most of the time, it can just be brought back to life by engagement and touching and massaging and finding something that does work. And often, often you'll touch and there'll be no response. It'll just be like, I don't really feel that. 
Um, like your pubic mound is a really great example. If you touch your pubic mound, you might be like, mm, I don't really feel anything. But the more you're engaging with it and massaging and noticing like, okay, well, where's, where's that? What do I actually feel there? The more you're going to like awaken the nerves in that area and the more you're going to feel. So it's, it's usually just a matter of like working with the body and figuring out a lot of people with um, C-section scars or any mm -hmm. sort of um, it could be post-op or pre-op. Um, scar tissue and stuff. Scar tissue, anything yeah. to do in this this pelvic bowl region. Um, scar tissue remediation is a really big um, opener. Just working with the fascial tissue to get more energy moving and more nerves to come back online. Mm -hmm. So that's a, like a soft answer to no, I have not worked with it. <laughs> <laughs> Um, what about people who maybe are, you know, really nervous about sex and maybe they haven't had an intimate experience yet? Uh, so maybe, like people, virgins by definition, for instance. Sorry, I do not know what that sound was. Construction, <laughs> Construction. sorry. <laughs> um, but is that something that you also help with, help out with? So people just getting people comfortable with, um, you know, that sexual experience and how to feel and how, what consent looks like. Is that another, something else that you do? Yeah, that's more, that's more a surrogacy. Um, oh, yeah. You, you can get a little bit of that experience in somatic sex education, but you really need, you need the mutuality for that. Like you need someone to like really be present with you and actually show up in that intimacy. And, mm -hmm. um, it's kind of, it's been challenging to keep up with it during COVID because there's a lot of physical closeness in there. So I haven't, I haven't been doing it a lot, but surrogacy I would recommend as a tool to navigate that because it's, it's actually very useful. No. Yeah. I was going to ask you with like COVID and everything, obviously like um, restrictions have loosened a bit, but when we were in the height of everything, like how were you still working with clients? Like, was it over a zoom call if this was happening or like, what did you do? <laughs> so get this, <laughs> I work, I work with, um, uh, a, a team of, of a program called back to the body, which is essentially just, um, sensual retreats for women. So pre COVID, uh, women would sign up for these, um, sex ed vacations essentially like you would go to thailand and there would be you would get body work every day sexological body work and it would be like i mean it's an array of things you could go and have like an erotic massage or you could go and do like trauma healing work like whatever your session wanted to look like um and it would be like a prepaid like you get food they take care of you they get you going on outings and there's like a bunch of other women around it's quite like a really great beautiful vacation you had me um, <laughs> we have a men's one if you're interested Again. <laughs> um and they transferred to a virtual program for which i am now um an online educator so this this morning i led for the first time in my life um a virtual uh anal massage mapping class what? Oh, could you see the people or no? Everyone was just like, what? like you were just talking to them. It's just, it's just me and my asshole on screen. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Showing different ways you can touch yourself and different ways to engage with yourself and everyone else's cameras off. And we just do a check-in at the beginning and the end. Mm -hmm. but, wow. And I came home. Awesome. 
what a unique skill set I have. <laughs> yeah. Like, <laughs> well, now there's a room of people that know how to identify you by your asshole. So it's fine. It's cool. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe they would. That would be good. <laughs> yeah, that's a good question. I wasn't sure if like there was just like a screen of b-holes or. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I, was, I was like, huh. That's, that's awesome. Yeah, no, it's that's super awesome. You're like correcting people like from the video. <laughs> no, no, it's a safe space. You don't correct to correct people on your buttons, so. though. I do not correct people on how <laughs> That's really that's, cool. That's so interesting. <laughs> yeah. So people who, for instance, um, might be interested in like learning a little bit more what kind what what where can would you want to direct them if they're like listen this sounds really great this might be something i'm into where other than you know your like your site your instagram your socials which are amazing um maybe just to familiarize themselves with it right because it can be really intimidating um you know sending that initial email saying hey like i have an issue or a problem that i'd like to discuss and explore a little bit more um what's one of the first steps or a resource you can give people looking to learn a little bit more about this? Yeah, totally. Um, I would recommend just going to the website, sexologicalbodyworkers.org or somaticsexeducators.com. Um, both of those websites are like, have great information available to them. And then there's a really beautiful book called Healers on the Edge, which like outlines different things that can happen in session and different practitioners and what they've done. And it's like a really beautiful compilation of different experiences. Mm -hmm. That's good. That's great. Um, And also, so like for like personal, like not, not a personal question for me per se, but I'm just wondering. So, (laughs) um, what would you like? How would you? What was was one tip maybe that you could give to somebody who you know maybe isn't necessarily like super body positive and you know being intimate with their partner or partners? It's always, it, it's it's always you know you're almost catastrophizing the situation where you kind of go, oh, I don't like this part. I don't like that part. Lights out. Blanket on. Like I want to like I want to bang with my top on. Like mm-hmm. these like little things and. Um, like, is there like an exercise also, like maybe you can practice like on your own just to kind of, I don't know, like start liking your body a little bit more, because let's be realistic. I think we're, uh, in a time where, you know, it's kind of cool to see people being a little bit more body positive, but at the same time, um, more than ever, there is that like pressure to look a certain way and feel a certain way about your body. So what is like one piece of advice or tip that people can do now just to kind of help them get over that? Oh, I mean, I know I asked you a big question. It's so loaded. (laughs) (laughs) It's like, it's quite a lot to undo and unlearn in your body and just do an exercise. I don't, I don't know that there is one fits all. Mm -hmm. Um, I, I learned very quickly that, the more time I spent naked casually, mm-hmm. the more comfortable I felt with my body. And then the more I spent naked with other people casually, the less I felt like, even like, honestly, the body pride workshops I did were a big part of that of like, at 20 years old, I'm like, why do I feel like I need to like control my body or be aware of what it looks like all the time? Mm-hmm. And then as soon as I got naked in a room full of other people in a non-sexual setting, it took five minutes. And I was like, oh, I'm naked. 
Like, I don't even remember. Like, it, it's just such a somatic experience of like, do it, just let it feel. Don't, don't jump into an erotic situation and just yeah. try and do it. Like, just be naked. Maybe be naked in front of someone else and don't have sex. Just be naked. Mm -hmm. So as soon as you start to have those experiences, like, I'm naked, nothing bad is happening. That starts to give your body the experience of like, oh, nothing bad is happening. We're okay. Yeah. This is okay. So, no, that that's also such a great point too. It's like I don't, I really don't think the average person spends much time naked, like just looking at their body. But that's and true. it's so interesting because you know this is this is literally like the home that you live in, and it's it's so interesting mm -hmm. because you know maybe the more you look at your body too, like you'll be able to notice changes and you know thing. It's just it's just it's so crazy how. Um, you know, just familiarizing yourself with something that you could potentially see every day of every minute you choose not to. And I think we're missing such a big part of that, whether it's like connecting with your body, but also um, just understanding and knowing what's normal and what's not normal, you know? And that's a, I think that's a, a really big thing. We just kind of were like, oh, body, not yeah, it, it kind of goes along with like the work that you do, how you kind of like break stuff down slowly. It's like these little quick wins along the way to kind of like get past like whatever is like the, the body trauma. And so it's really funny because I, I literally just put a book on my Amazon wish list. It's called, uh, I think it's like the body keeps score or something like that about uh, mm -hmm. how the body like retains like certain traumas and stuff. Um, so no, that that's super interesting. And especially again, like I know, you know, the last time you did, but when was the last time any of us like looked at our buttholes, right? So it's like, yeah, yeah. stuff like Literally that. like three days ago, actually. Yeah, well, like, <laughs> <laughs> I did. I'm not going to lie. I was like, I'm like, I'm just going to bend over in front of my mirror. Oh, what's that's down? good. That's great. Yeah. I did. Did I like what I, did? I, was I like, that's a good b-hole? I don't know. Cause I haven't seen any b-holes, but I'm just like, I'm like, I don't know, man. Like, oh, you know, <laughs> you watch porn and you see all these like things and you're like, oh my gosh, please, I need this. Like, so fuck, I don't know. <laughs> good first step. Congratulations. Exactly. There you go. <laughs> Maybe we should have recorded this all naked so we get more comfortable with it. <laughs> for life. No way. Not happening. Like it's hard for me. Um, SDU undressed. <laughs> SDU undressed. I love that. You're in, you're all in Toronto? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Go to Hamlin's. Get naked. Yeah, on exactly. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Before yeah. It, it's, it's fully winter. <laughs> that's a good idea that's on my bucket list i want to do that <laughs> so good get your vulva in the sun oh my god yeah. no like, we don't we need to sun our vulvas it's like it's like a shadow down there it's true i kind of want to do it somewhere where i like won't run into like a potential colleague or something <laughs> like barcelona <laughs> yeah yeah wear a little bit of disguise up here yeah. just on the head they won't notice your body. Yeah. <laughs> That's true. Does our sun need the vitamin D? Does the sun, oh my God. Well, do our vulvas need the vitamin D? Or like, because there was like that that trend at the beginning of the year yeah, that the, the, the anus, oh, yeah. the perennial yeah. sunning. Perennial, there we go. The perennial sunning. So people were saying, you know, start your day with five minutes, just like shooting that brown eye into the sun. And I was like, <laughs> interesting um i don't know because <laughs> i live in downtown like midtown toronto yeah. um also i have like a roommate and there are like so many people <laughs> around me but some people do them they say it's like a great way to like 
bring energy into your body, but have you heard anything? Like, I knew, I wasn't sure if you're being serious about sunning the vulva or not. So. I mean, from like a health perspective, I can't tell you anything (laughs) (laughs) that when I do it, it feels incredible. And then I want to do it every day. Um, I also have a lot of people around and it doesn't happen very often, but I highly recommend it. It's amazing. It's amazing. Well, actually, like apply sunscreen so you don't burn anything. Yeah, of course. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, don't apply sunscreen to your labia. Definitely. No, no, no. <laughs> yes. That's the smarter one. Yeah. <laughs> moderation. Like guys, five so. minutes. Yeah, yeah. Quick little. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that is so funny. Um, do do we guys do you guys have any other questions? Last minute questions that are pressing. You're like, I need to get from Kasha before we sign off. Oh my God, I have so many, but we are not going to keep you here all night. So <laughs> that was good. Well, this has been an amazing discussion. Yeah. We, we definitely learned a lot. So um, where can our listeners find you, follow you uh, for more information about the work that you do? Yeah, great. So all of my social media is from my previous name, which is Caitlin K. Roberts. I haven't made the switch yet. But I'm on Instagram, Caitlin K. Roberts. I have the website, CaitlinKRoberts.com. I'm all over the place. It's Caitlin K. Roberts. Perfect. We'll make, sure. <laughs> <laughs> we'll make sure to link you <laughs> so everyone can find everything you do. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, once again, thank you so much for joining us today. This has been an awesome chit-chatting about b-holes and congratulations on your milestone uh b-hole zoom call this morning i'm proud of you (laughs) congratulations girl that's awesome (laughs) and hopefully you know and we always like to say this hey you know what if there's a part two in the future we're definitely going to be giving you a call so we'll follow up we'll follow up yeah thank you so much thank you We have said goodbye to Kasha and we are back with just us Um, and we are going to have a little would you rather segment for you guys, but um, like a kink sex kind of edition. Nice. Sextina version. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) (laughs) So I'll start. Um, What what direction do we want to go in? Let's go clockwise. Okay. So would you rather watch something erotic with your partner or have them read a erotica out loud to you oh is it this way yeah yeah, we're going clockly at me oh god it depends on like how their voice is when they're reading but you can't think about that you just gotta pick it okay fine so it's um uh what was the first one watch something erotic watch something erotic absolutely because at least 100 percent. i'd rather watch something erotic because i feel like that does more to me than having someone read read something yeah yeah. i think that wouldn't really go anywhere yeah, I have to agree with you guys. I'm watching it as someone reading it to me. I think it would be so cringe. I was just thinking that. I'm like, I don't know if I can take it seriously. So yeah. I don't like it. It would, yeah. No. Too much of a risk. We're all yeah. in the Watch. same boat there. Yeah, yeah. She sounded like Elizabeth Hurley. I wanted her to read it to me. Like, come on. Well, yeah, but that's too much of a gamble. We don't know what she sounds like. <laughs> Kate Beckinsale. Anyone with a British accent. <laughs> Ooh, actually. Right? You See? got a point there. <laughs> Next one. Okay. Um, be tied up with no control or have a sexual experience with a foot person. Oh. Already done that. Oh. <laughs> 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 I 
<laughs> I don't like either, but I will go with um, being tied up. I keep the feet away from me. Okay. Um, yeah, getting tied up would probably be fun. Never done it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, keep those fucking feet far away from me. <laughs> Eat to the feet. And yes to being tied up with no control. Yeah, I think I would be tied up too. Guys, the foot thing isn't that weird. I know. I just like, but you, there's too much of a gamble. You don't know what the feet are going to be like. You don't know what they're going to want to do with the feet. Right? It, are they doing it with your feet or do they want you to suck oh, their toes? Yeah. There's just too many things. Like, I'm self-conscious about my feet and also <laughs> I don't true. love feet. Yeah, but so. imagine you're with somebody you didn't know. Like, this is what happened to me. I didn't know they were a foot person. So they just yeah. stuck my toes in their mouth. And I was like, <laughs> <laughs> but then I was like really into it because I'm like, you're hot. So this is like. Well, see, I don't think I would be as weirded out if they did it to me as I would um I had to do they were like That's it would really turn me on if you like sucked my toes I'd be like I don't think I could get behind that <laughs> um Carly do you have one you want to read I do I do okay, okay. <laughs> oh no drum roll please okay. <laughs> okay would you rather all right be horny 24-7 or only once a year? 24-7. <laughs> yeah, I think 24-7. Yeah, 24-7. For sure, I guess, right? Yeah. 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 And I think it would be it. easier as like a girl because like it's not like you're getting like erections everywhere. That's, That's right. <laughs> yeah. Like, you would just be like uncomfortable, but like no. Maybe like a perky nipple here and there, but like, you don't have to <laughs> deal with like a an appendage down below. <laughs> Make an appearance. Fair. Right? Uh, yeah. They're great as hard. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Do you got another Fun one? Intended. Yeah, I have another one. Okay, that one sucked. Let's, what about this I one? Like <laughs> also, I didn't make these up, guys. I'm cheating. I was like, yo, Google, like, help me out. Um, <laughs> you just want to scrub your name from it. Enough. I didn't make these yeah. up, guys. If they sucked, it's not my fault. <laughs> okay. Would you rather get caught while having sex or getting caught kissing a sex doll? <laughs> oh. <laughs> Uh, I'm gonna say kissing a sex doll. I feel like I don't know. But who's I catching it? I, yeah, that's okay. I can't know. think about that. You <laughs> um, your boss. Oh <laughs> shit! I think kissing a sex doll could be less mortifying depending on like what else you're doing with it. Like you could just easily be like fully clothed and just like kissing and be like aha, just and make a joke. CPR. Out of it. <laughs> yeah. Whereas like if you're just like full blown in the middle of sex, like that. could yeah, be a lot. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm going with the sex. I'd rather the sex. Okay. I feel like people would understand that. It's, it's very, it's very taboo. With <laughs> yeah, it's true. Doll. You could just be like, okay, right? Lauren's like, I don't know. I guess she's into sex dolls. I don't. Um. Yeah, sex doll. Really? I'd say. Yeah. Really? Yeah, because you're not like naked, getting walked in on. Mm-hmm. You're just like to a sex doll. <laughs> <laughs> Well, it depends what part of the Yeah, like I sometimes true. jokingly kiss my stuffed monkey on my bed. Yeah. Just Arnold as like a joke. It, like, was it though? What? I, it's, it's like, it's not like a, I'm intimate. I'm like, I love Charlie. Like, Wait, so when Arnold's not here, you're like, good night, Arnold, and you kiss your teddy? <laughs> no. Oh, because that's what I thought you said. And I was like, I'm really scared for I you. I was like, while Arnold's, Arnold's here, I might, he might be all my bed and I make a joke. Yeah, because the nose on the like, monkey is worn out, right? Because yeah, of- yeah, I just make out with my stuff. <laughs> gotcha, gotcha. It gets wild in here sometimes. 
kitty vibes. <laughs> which one would you pick? Oh, I think I mm. think sex because like you yeah. know what, especially like where like depending on where it would be, it'd be like first of all like ew, like what a perv, like why are you walking in on me? First of all, like where are you doing this? Because mm-hmm. it's not like we're in the office, so. Yeah, sex doll. Once again, how hard? Like, then you'll you're known as like that girl. So <laughs> I'm okay with like not having that title. I feel like there's like a double standard though to the whole sex doll thing because I feel like it's easier for a woman to get caught with the sex doll than it is for a guy. I feel like if a guy gets caught to a, with the sex doll, it's like looked as like more pathetic. I don't as know. A poor woman, I think it would be equally like, oh, as strange. You you, again, it goes along the lines like yeah. you guys have like a lot more sex toys than us too, right? So it's like interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, interesting viewpoint. Right? Yeah, it's very Put interesting. It Put it down as a topic. Yeah. I liked that one. Um, do we want to do more? Or yeah, if you have another one, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> I'll do. I'll do one more. Okay, one more. more. Okay. One more. Okay, the finale. The finale. The finale. So, would you rather be with someone who is miserable in bed but makes you laugh, or someone who is great in bed but incredibly boring? Ooh. I would say miserable in bed but makes me laugh and hope that I can just train him. <laughs> yes, okay. I feel I like you. I just couldn't live my life with, like... Without laughter? Else. Yeah, <laughs> you're just, like, talking to a wall. Yeah, no, I agree. I want to be happy. So, like, if you can make me laugh and the sex just isn't... Did sex is horrible? Then yeah, maybe we can work on that. Yeah, same answer. Maybe I'll get used to it. Maybe we could we could go see um, Kasha. We Absolutely. could. I honestly, this is this is. We, we, I definitely signed him up for a session with her. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I probably would go with someone who's miserable in bed, but makes me laugh because at the end of the day, yeah. like once again, it's that's a, like you want the be- who the fuck cares like bedroom stuff like that can all be like worked on, worked on yeah but like a personality like yeah. if they're yeah. funny versus like really fucking also if they're boring why the fuck are you with them yeah you yeah. know and you spend in bed you oh, spend wow. yeah. yeah you spend too much time outside of the bedroom though for it to do yeah. in person most of the sex yeah. is like really good like the best you've ever had i don't think no it's so would it be worth i don't i don't know if it's worth it Sex is just sex, you know, but life is life. For Think sure. of like no, the boringest person you've Not ever met. Like someone who just like lo- is passionate about all the things that you find so boring, and that's what all that's all they talk about. And like you just have to like listen to them. Like I think I would go mentally insane, even if the sex was good. Yeah, totally. <laughs> I'm just saying, I'm just, I'm gonna miss like that climax where like you can't control your body and shit just like. Well, you're oh, going to work on it. Work on but what if you never reach that point? Then you break up with that bitch. <laughs> <laughs> They're gone. <laughs> you're asking too many questions. <laughs> we need to end this episode. <laughs> All right. Okay. Um, well, thank you for listening, everybody. And we will see you next week. Bye. 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 Hey, guys. Don't forget to follow us on social media at Somebody Date Us. And make sure to subscribe on your favorite podcast platform so you don't miss an episode. 